Welcome to another episode of Poppers and Popcorn, the podcast that does butt stuff to movies. To movies. How are you, Josh? It's been a little while. I'm good, Matt. I, it's been a week. No, we skipped last week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's been a week. So it's been two weeks. Math. This would be week two. So it's really been a week since... It's two weeks. It's been a week. No. Because didn't we record on a Monday and then a we Friday? We recorded on a Friday and then we skipped we that skipped. Monday. Well, no, we we skipped that whole week. Yeah, which so was we last week. We haven't released an episode since July like fifth or something, or no, since July. I promise. <laughs> it has it's been two weeks. Okay, fine. It has. What was last week? The last episode we did was What was Spider-Man. last week? Last I'm trying to think. Last week was... We were going to do The Farewell. We were going to do The Farewell. And then the week before that was when the Spider-Man episode came out. Right. It came out that Tuesday. Exactly. So we this is week Friday. two. So it's been two weeks. This is week two. Josh, math. <laughs> we... Re- July. We recorded on the 5th. And the episode came out the 9th. Yeah. So it's been two... It'll this be- is week two. Because today's the 23rd. And the episode's coming out on the 24th. This is dumb. <laughs> the episode's coming out on the 24th, so this is week two, is what I'm saying. Well, it actually comes out tomorrow, because tomorrow's Tuesday. The 23rd. We should actually just... Let's just... Do you want to just redo that opening? That's stupid. Yeah. Go on. Do you want to just redo that opening? That was dumb. No, it's fine. I'm rolling with it. I'm good. How are you? Okay. <laughs> it, was only, it was only a minute, so... I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, am I great? I'm, oh, yeah, I am great. Whoa, I'm doing so good. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. What are actually. you doing so good with? Um, Just been picking up a lot of freelance work, and a lot of my own work has been happening. Um, I just signed up for Film Freeway, so... What's that? It's a service where you put a lot of your works up, and they, for free, send your films and... Uh, scripts to like contests and festivals. Oh, that's There's just cool. like a third party that does things for you. So I just signed up for them, which is really cool. Uh, Chicago has this LGBT uh, film festival in November. I mean, submissions passed already, but because I know about them, I'm going to be submitting to them next year. And a lot of the stuff I'm doing this year is going to be done by next year. So cool. Yeah, I've got just like a great lineup of things lately. Wow. I know. Good for you. Um, cool. So, what's the guys thing that happened to you this week? Oh my god, I got bamboozled this week. How'd you get bamboozled? I got totally bamboozled. Okay, so you know the poppy juice parties? No, what's that? So they're like this. Uh, it's like this black queer and like oh, the ones that's in Williamsburg. Yeah. Okay. Elsewhere. Yeah, Yeah, I remember you talking to me about it. I think you talked about it on here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went at some point. I went. They were having a barbecue, or so I thought. On Saturday, when it was like a hundred something degrees, oh God, right? It was so hot this weekend. The first reason why I thought is because I understood that the downstairs is a big open area, so I thought mm. they would have it indoors because it's a big open like venue. And I was like, "All right, cool." So me, the tickets were free, also. No, no doubt, the tickets were free. So me and my That's friend, important. me and my good friend Doug, we were like, "Let's go." So mm. we took a car, and he actually just lives like right there. So we took a car from like a block away from where we record. So mm-hmm. there was like a 10 minute ride or whatever. And like, I was like kind of looking forward to it, but it was like 100 degrees. It was like super hot. So we go into like the main floor area. And number one, it was like a flea market. 
At elsewhere? Yeah. Total flea market. Like where the stage is? Yeah. Tables out. I know they have like one shop that's like usually, not shop, but they have like a merch stand when I'm usually there at. Well, this was like multiple tables out, people selling their own stuff. I bought artisanal hot sauce. Yeah. Or whatever. So I was like, where the fuck is the barbecue? And we were like, you know what? Let's check the roof. Yeah. We are closer to the sun in this hundred degree fucking weather. So we go up there and I'm thinking like, okay, if there's a table spread down here, they're going to replicate that upstairs, but with food. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I, don't, I don't know where you would have gotten that idea. Well, the whole thing of them saying it's a barbecue, I mm-hmm. thought it would be a barbecue. And I was like, you know what? The tickets are free. So I'm okay with like paying for like a plate of food. So here I am thinking, all right, all right, if I'm going to pay for food, there's going to be an assortment of food to pay for. So where was the food? Bitch. It was these vegan jackfruit pulled pork sandwiches and a side of corn for 12 fucking dollars. Fuck that. So, no. The drinks were delicious, though. And then me and my friend Doug found out we were two of the oldest people at the party. So, we felt like when Carrie and Samantha went to that NYU party in Sex in the City. Uh And they were just like, oh, no, we have to go. That was us. We were like, we need to go. I went to work, went to the club, and I was back home by 6 p.m. Wow disgusted the party was fun as fuck and the music was great and it was a really fun experience mm-hmm. actually anyone who like gets the chance to go to these parties you should but the barbecue ain't a barbecue is it oh it's a, you, i know you said it's like kind of a person of color party but is it like open there's a lot of white folk up in there it's okay. open um so what they do is and i really respect this is that when they start to hit capacity they prioritize yeah. queer people of color coming in that makes sense which I'm like, that's amazingly great. I mean, it also, like, I can't imagine, like, unless they're in, like, a group of primarily, like, like people of color and a queer group of friends. Like, I can't imagine just, like, a bunch of, like, white gays, like, showing up. Um, let me <laughs> tell I'm you sure something. Happens, but... There was a, a good handful of the white gays showing up in groups of white gays. First of all, there was a group of heterosexual frat boys that oh, came God. in. And the first thing my friend Maybe said they just was... Know the venue. No, they were like, they want their dick sucked. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit. Maybe. So any heterosexuals out there that listen to this, let me know if you want full anonymity. It is fine. Do you go to queer places to get your dick sucked with your friends? Because if so, just use an app. There's like 10. Yeah. More. Anywho, Um, what's the gayest thing that happened to you? Well, I I went to Fire Island for this whole weekend. Oh, God. So like that, like everything that happened there, obviously, is monumentally gay yeah i'm trying to like pick out actually jose was there um we hung out for a little bit oh cute yeah she um, has to follow me back on instagram <laughs> I'm kind of offended um who was i who, i'm trying to think like what if there was a specific gayest moment i don't know if there was i mean my phone got like destroyed while i was on the beach having sex <laughs> that's probably it that's probably it that's probably it How's your phone get destroyed? I don't know. Some sand got in the charging thing, and then the charging thing didn't work. And I took it to Apple, and they were like, mm, "This is definitely destroyed." <laughs> so you got an all new phone? So I, yeah, I just got Apple Care Plus. Phone. Yeah, that's good, bitch. Me too. I got Apple yeah. Care Plus. That'll do it. So yeah, no. So that was that was probably the full gayest thing that happened to me this week. But like the last four days. There was not a whole lot of hetero things happening. Sand will do it. Sand will kill your phone. Sand will commit murder on your phone. I love Fire Island. But also, 
It's not a place I would go forever and ever. One of my friends wants to go to wants me to go to. He goes to P Town every year. My friend Doug, who I like uh-huh. travel everywhere with, he goes to P Town every year, and he wants me to go next year. Oh, cool! And I think it would be really sickening if we recorded an episode straight from P Town. That'd be dope, yeah. Because like they do like a lot of queer events, and like so, I worked a a fashion job with him this morning, mm-hmm. and somebody who was working the a stylist for a. Uh, Orbe was there and he was talking about how he went to P-Town and how like they both talk about how like it's like this really cool magical little town. I've never been. Yeah, me I'm neither. I'm really interested to get and up now there. I'm, like, it's thinking a bit ab- different. Now I'm thinking about it and I'm like maybe mm. I can go and like spend like five days there. You know, like yeah, go on a Wednesday, come back on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Why not? What's your news item this week? Okay, girl. So here's the thing. This week was really interesting. A lot of things so happened many in the things world. Happen. Oh my god. But you know what? The one thing that I thought was really noteworthy to talk about is the fever dream of a nightmare called the Cats trailer. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> I knew Cats was coming out as a movie. Yeah. But I ignored it. You know when you hear those news items and you just kind of like ignore it? I didn't ignore it because a lot of um, film journalists that I follow on Twitter got a sneak peek of it in, like, I think it was, like, WonderCon back in, like, February or March. Oh, no. And all of them were like, yo, would you all see this? (laughs) And it lived up to that hype, I would say. Yeah. But, yeah, that trailer is bonkers. Um, so here's the thing. Here's the problem that I have, Okay. We're in a time where people are complaining constantly about CGI. Mm-hmm. So this so this team thought, you know, it's a great idea if we up the ante, create cat fur technology. I mean, the fact that they went to that length is incredible. Create a technology mm-hmm. to make this movie. Hi, Pat. To make this. M- Make this movie scarier mm-hmm. than it needed to be. But also, you know what I'm really upset about? They had the chance. Here, they they could have rocked the house down boots if they would have came through with some good ass practicals. Maybe some good hair. This was a chance for like hair and particularly body hair makeup, hair, body, face. Exactly. Hair, body, face. This would have been a <laughs> chance for them to snag some fucking awards. If they would have came through with the practicals, they didn't even have to mm-hmm. use the Broadway suits. Because let me tell you something. I've seen drag queens make themselves into cats mm-hmm. using wigs, glue, and spray adhesive. Mm-hmm. You could have easily done that, and you could have toured this. Uh, this would have been... It would have made the film, one, way more stylistic. Two, people would not be making fun of this for technology. And three, it would have added to, like, the magical, the, like, the magic and the mysticism of it. You know what I mean? Because, like, I think that, like, this would have been a great chance for practicals to shine. Because, really, your only CGI would have been really weird backdrops, and that's fine. Right. Like, having, I'm not expecting you to create a giant teacup for, like, a giant cat I... to jump into. I can't believe that they're, like, fully humanoid and yet still the size of, like, actual cats. It's so scary. It's, it is. Yeah. No, it looks... It, like, closest thing I could think of that it looks like was, like, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, um, it's like that mixed with like, a little bit of Avatar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in a, if Avatar was, like, looked like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because, like, I feel like, especially with um, Alice in Wonderland, you kind of expected that. Yeah. You didn't really expect that with cats. Exactly. I'm just, I'm kind of upset for that because also I think like right now, televisions, hair and makeup teams and like 
these teams are snagging awards. Oh, yeah. And yeah. people are doing amazing things in television. And the fact that, like, for film, we're turning around and doing some fucking psycho shit. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I, I saw a meme the other day that was like, I just feel bad that cats aren't allowed in theaters to see their culture massacred on screen. <laughs> And you know what? I agree. I think it's unfair that I can't bring my cat to watch this horrible cultural appropriation. I, I like the my first thought after seeing the trailer was I have to see this disaster for myself on like day one. Well, the thing was like also they the, they showed everyone's name and then it was like introducing that poor girl that they're introducing oh, in this movie. And I literally said in theater, I was like, poor baby. Also, wait, the cast: Judy Dench and Idris Elba, as well as like Taylor Swift and Jason. De- Rulo? And, J- and James what Corden. What is this? And Jennifer Hudson. Rebel Wilson looks like... Okay, you... Rebel th- Wilson. Here's the thing. They gave these characters, all these actors, CGI, and, like, Rebel Wilson's still playing, like, the fat character. That's insane. I think maybe in the... I've never seen the musical. Maybe in the musical, her character's a fat cat. Like, her and James Corden just I know that a fat cat cats. is, like, a little term, but... To be honest with you, you know what's not fair? The fact that Samuel L. Jackson wasn't here... He should have been. I mean, they invited every... You know what? They did invite so many people. There's room for everyone, apparently. Because, like, to be honest with you, as I was watching, like, the trailer, and I was... Because you see their faces, which yeah. is terrifying. Well, it is It is that warped, bizarro version. I mean, that... What's the one? Jennifer Hudson's, like... The, the screen cap of Jennifer Hudson it's is, like... so bad. It's so bad. It's everywhere. I love it. I've memed it so hard. Yeah. But, like... To look watching it i was just like this isn't the way life is supposed to be lived well the thing is i think they know that it's gonna bomb because it is coming out the same day as star wars in like december so i think i think they know what they have i'm very excited because i'm on universal's um press list so i'm gonna get an invite to go watch this movie whenever if they ever decide to screen it for critics (laughs) do you know why i don't think it's gonna bomb It's so much of a fever dream that people would be okay with doing a double feature. I like. I feel like like one of my friends was like, I kind of want to eat like three edibles and go watch. That's cats. exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah. exactly what's gonna happen. People because also we're thinking about winter breaks and things like that. Here's what's gonna happen: people are gonna get really high and go see this movie. Yup. To be honest with you. I'm going to go see this movie. I'm 100% going to see it. The only reason why I'm going to see this movie is because we have to review it here. I We do. We do have to do it. And I'm, I, I saw the trailer and I was so mad because I was like, <laughs> I have to spend money and see this because we have oh, to review this. If I, I'll get a critic's invite for that and I'll bring you as my guest oh. so that we don't have to pay for shit. Let's do it. Can, I'm yeah. serious. Let's yeah, do it. No, let's do it. Just because, I mean, we do need... We do need... This movie... When was the last time I feel like you saw a trailer and you were like, this is going to be such a monumental disaster for everyone involved. And it's also going to be huge. Tropic Thunder. And Tropic Thunder ended up being amazing. I like Tropic Thunder. No, I love it. But I remember seeing the trailer and going, this isn't going to be great because they Mm. used Robert Downey's I'm the dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. And he's in blackface in the trailer. I don't know how well that's aged. Well, you can probably speak better to that than I could. (laughs) Is it weird that I think it's kind of okay because the film... Last time I watched it, I didn't like... The reason why I think it's okay is because the film itself is critiquing blackface in movies. And if you you didn't have uh, Brandon T. Jackson... Yeah. If you didn't have his character in there, it would would be bad... Like, but you do. It's a really self-aware character, like... Yeah, and that character's gay, too. And and the problem that I have with cats... 
there isn't a cat in there that's like this is weird <laughs> like a real cat yeah just like one like mr biggles wire yeah and we can just do what we did in the lion king and use a human oh gosh taylor swift is there by the way Taylor's, so is jason derulo <laughs> why i don't know what at what point did jason derulo think he could be in a movie and at what point did jason derulo be like you know what i'm gonna be in a movie and i'm gonna be a fucking cat jesus Okay, enough about it's fucking... It's going to be an abomination, and I can't wait. Yeah, enough about cats. So what's your news item? So th- this kind of came out a little bit early last week or so. Um, they're, for Birds of Prey, they're going to make Ewan McGregor's character gay. And apparently Isn't one... Isn't he Black Mask? Yeah. They're making Black Mask gay? So Black Mask... Because I've low-key playing the Arkham games have been horny for that man. So <laughs> Black Mask? Yeah. Okay. Like in Arkham Origins? He's it's such a badass. Him. It's not even him in that. I know. You know who it really is. It's like a kind of a sexy joker. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole Black Mask character has always been like a badass to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. Fair he enough. wears like this iron mask and like he can't get really hidden in it. Well, they've never in the comics identified his sexuality at all. Well, he can get in this. So, yeah. No, now he he's supposedly going to be, like, hitting on Mr. Zaz throughout the movie. Nice. Which is fine. It's Ewan McGregor hitting on Christmasina. And also, apparently one of the heroes, which probably Renee Montoya, I would assume, is going to have a lesbian relationship in the movie. Nice. So this is really... I mean, Marvel's been, like, kind of tiptoeing around giving us a gay movie, and they, like, kind of finally said that... Um, Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie will be openly gay in Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, Thunder, best movie of 2021, I assume. And, um, but like DC is going all in on it. Yeah. I'm ready. Is this their way of saying that Black Mask can punch me in my brown eye? (laughs) Oh God. That one came right off the fly. Uh, (laughs) That's exciting. I think it's really exciting. Well, yeah, it's exciting. The reason why it's exciting is it's only exciting if they do it in one way. If we don't make it preachy gay, you know what I mean? Oh, apparently. Well, this movie is going for a hard R rating. It This movie seems like it is. I just want some badass dykes kicking ass that's and like I a total fag bag hitting on a psycho. That's cool to me. I'm pretty sure that's what we're getting. Because, like, the the other headline that I read was, like, apparently the test screenings have all gone so well. But one of our executives were like, what? Like, the this only... This is what we paid them to make? The one they thing, don't get it. Yeah, the one thing I don't need is, like, this underlying theme of the gays and lesbians don't get along and we have to change that, you know? No, I don't think, I don't think they would go there. But what, you know what I want? I want a crazy gay doing crazy gay shit... Be gay, do crime. I mean... A bunch of lesbians fighting, kissing, and fingering, and slapping, and I biting. I feel like this movie got, like, thrown into a dryer of, like, full of glitter, and, like, spun around, and is gonna come out so gay. Who's directing Birds of Prey again? It's, um, it's a woman. She directed, or no, she wrote Bumblebee, and she, I think she's writing and directing this. I forget her name. Not okay. that Bumblebee was, you know, by any means amazing, but it was, you know. It was like the catcher in the rye of Transformers movies. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know the full title, the and the fantabulous uh, Emancipation. Emancipation of Harley Quinn, right? Quinn, yeah. Kathy Yan. Okay. She's hot. Yeah, she's pretty. Not that that... 
I don't know makes if, her valid. I don't but. know if she's queer. But, and then you, there's four people credited for the screenplay. Christina Hudson. That's cool. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm excited. No, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, this movie, like, I remember when the first, like, couple things of footage came out, and it was just, like, Margot Robbie dancing around in, like, yeah. in, in, like a neon wash. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Let's let's just do this. Let's do this. Let's get on with let's it. Let's get a big gay super villain superhero movie. I'm in. Right now. Super anti-heroes. I'm in. Yeah. Speaking of what we're into, you ready to roll into this yeah, movie? Shall we talk about uh, our movie? Yeah. So this week, we are doing The Lion King, mm-hmm. directed mm-hmm. by Jon Favreau. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I don't care about the way that they built it. Starring Beyonce, Giselle, uh, Knowles, uh, Carter, <laughs> Donald Glover. How many lines does she have? Eight. James yeah, Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I got them. Um, Seth Rogen, Billy Eichner, yeah. Alfred Woodard, Chetiel Adriafor. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else. John Oliver. John Oliver. Did um, you get Donald Glover? I already said that. Okay, I said that yeah. second because I was nice. There's the two. There's the, the, the two kids. kids. We got the kids. <laughs> Did we miss anybody? No, we didn't. Oh, Key, Keith. Keegan Michael Key, yeah. Eric Andre, and not Whoopi Goldberg. Not Whoopi. She was in Black Panther, though. The new voice of Shenzi. I thought she was actually kind of good. Who? Who was she? She's one of like. Um, it wasn't Okoye. No, it wasn't Okoye. Care. But it was like one of Okoye's like people. <laughs> I was being such an ass. Oh, okay, I know who it was. Yeah. Um, I don't care then. It wasn't Okoye. <laughs> what about Lupita? Well, that's what I'm saying. Lupita. It's not Okoye or Lupita, so I don't care. Lupita was Lupita actually was really good in Jungle Book when she voiced the uh, the wolf mother. Yeah, she was really good. Anyway. What was your first impression? I mean, let's be real. It's a live action Lion King, so I was like, whatever. Um, I liked the Lion King as a kid. Uh huh. I liked it. You don't like it now? I like it. It's Hamlet. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> it's a Hamlet with like lions and it, it's it's cool. It's I don't a like very Hamlet. cool adaptation. After adaptation reading Hamlet in college and not liking Hamlet, uh-huh. and then watching the Lion King, it reminded me of everything I didn't like about Hamlet. <laughs> and then also, the only thing I liked about the Lion King growing up was Scar. Fair enough. Like, that was it. And a piece of why I like Scar so much was just because, like, it's not that I related to him, but I was like, I'd kill my brother, too, if I needed to become king and he was in my way. Yeah. Like, I see Scar doing it, I'm like, I'd do that. Okay. Like, I relate to him as a villain. That's good. Yeah. That's probably healthy. That's like the same, I relate to Hades and Hercules. I'm like, there are so. I can see why you did it. There are so many great, like... Whenever the villain's a fag bag, I'm I like, know. I agree. It's, it's kind of... It's Jafar, too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ursula. And that's just a drag queen. Pretty much. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, Lion King is probably my favorite Disney movie. I I, I mean, I just... I, I know that's, like, not an original opinion or an I mean, interesting one, but I, I, do, I do... To have a favorite movie doesn't mean it has to be an original opinion. It's a great movie. No, yeah. It's, it's really, really great. Um... It has lost a little bit of its luster for me in the recent years, but I like I, there's nothing about it that I like dislike really. Okay, I just don't think it's quite as you know top tier of like all of cinema as I used to. You know. Okay. But um, so yeah, I was excited. I mean, these like live action remakes, I really haven't been liking them. Um, but Jungle Book was one of the ones that Jungle I Book did. was really good. Yeah, Jungle Book is one of the ones that I did like because Jungle Book was less of a direct uh, remake of the animated original and more an adaptation of like the book. Yeah. So what I was interested in to see if John Favreau would do here is 
like kind of hone in on the like on well on the Hamlet aspects of like yeah and like go for something a little bit darker and like you know something that he could really sell why uh the adaptation needed to happen at all like mulan is doing yeah, yeah no and, and, and like I, I mean i will say after lion king i am hesitant to go see any of these ever again i'm um, not hesitant to see mulan but Mul- Mul- well because mulan actually is like it looks like they are beefing up all the genre elements and like getting rid oh of this the is disney disney's crouching tiger hidden dragon which yeah no i'm pumped about that you saw the way she was doing that sword work yeah no it's really cool Down. cool yeah um okay so what, what did you think of this I didn't like hate. I mean, I I like the Lion King. It's a direct remake of it. I liked it. I mean, I'm not over the moon about it. Going into it, I you know what's really funny? Me and Drew were talking about it before we went to go see it, and he literally was like, "It's gonna be the same movie again." And I was like, "I know." And then you know yeah. what? A piece of you know what made me really biased to go see it mm-hmm. when the Queen Mother gives you an album <laughs> the day of release. Mm. Called the gift. You can't. Yeah, a, the title's a little on the nose, but it is. It is a well. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the title off screen because the the title of her album has nothing to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's about African culture. But oh, fair enough. But when she gives you that, you can't not go see it. Okay. I was like, I knew, I knew what I was getting when I was going in. Yeah. Also, you know, it's really funny because their marketing was like when I when their marketing was like. The beat for beat, like, opening of the original. Yeah, just in, like, live action. That was John Favreau and his team going. Masturbating. This is what we're giving y'all. Yeah. Don't think you get in new shit. Yeah. And that was also kind of, like, the only trailer besides yeah, there spots. Were, the trailers were kind of skittish in what they were going to show. There yeah. wasn't a whole lot of the dialogue to yeah. make it into the, into the trailer. Because people would have been like, oh, it's the same thing. Yes, and also, well, let's get into it. Um, the dialogue looks really weird. Well, so, yeah. So these animals, <laughs> so funny. Animals can't really speak English in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so when you give animals that don't really have the ability to express themselves, like sarcasm and... Uh, like and like like you know quips and and dramatic readings and stuff it looks really dumb so you want me to tell you why i'm not going to i'm not going to absolve them for this uh-huh is because one the second hobbit the desolation of smaug used really great motion capture and it caught smaug's face and speaking correctly yes we could have done like i mean movies have done this with animals but i feel like smaug had expressions that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying i'm not absolving the lion king and going because a lot of people's argument is well animals can't speak so this is how it would look and i'm like well Well, all these movies a lot i mean sabrina the teenage was used a puppet and salem had expressions (laughs) well okay no i i mean i would say because these animals in this movie are just they're moving like as if they are like the real animals um like there there is no theatricality to no that's what i'm saying i'm agreeing with you yeah yeah but but that's i think that's a not so but i think that's like actually that's i like that way of putting it that there's no theatricality to any of these animals so you're watching these big movements 
of like the story happening as if they would happen in like nature. Yeah. <laughs> and like, especially with Zazu, who like poor John Oliver gives like a good performance. He gives a great performance. And the fucking bird, like, it can't do anything with its mouth. Yeah. So it just looks dumb. Like, I don't know how anybody, like, when there was a demo of what The Lion King was gonna look like and sound like, nobody said anything. You know what I would have Nobody paid, stopped them. You know what would have made this movie better? If they would have, if they would have kidnapped Andy Serkis for yeah. nine months. Nine months. You kidnap uh-huh. him for nine months. Every day for 18 hours, you make him perform as one of the animals in the movie. Yeah. Fully. I agree. And then after the nine months, you give him nine million dollars, a kiss on the cheek, and an Uber home. Well, because, like, he even... Andy Serkis really even made, um... The the monkey in... the Caesar. 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 And he... That... That Caesar had, like, character yeah. to him. And, like, even Rafiki, it's the same kind of animal, almost. And, like, he has no expressions. This Rafiki was weird. It was Rafiki weird. is weird? I mean, Rafiki is, like... he's Rafiki is a very, like... Rafiki's a witch doctor. So <laughs> Right, he's a shaman. Yeah, he's a witch doctor. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, like... Yeah. This Rafiki was, like... If a baboon watched a witch doctor once and then ran off with it for two months and kind of forgot what it saw. Yeah. Um, there were changes. I knew that there were going to be changes as, as as the movie was going. Well, I mean, there were changes to like major things in the, not major things, but there was changes to a lot of the things in the movie, not to its benefit. Um, the I just can't wait to be king number, which is an extremely colorful number in the original film. It's like them splash around in a watering hole, and it does really cool things, like with Simba. Like everybody, look left, looked right. The animals are looking left and looking yeah. right in the animated one. Simba has that mane of leaves. It's really funny. I saw a meme because remember during that I just can't wait to be king number in the animated one, uh-huh. where all the animals are in like this weird pyramid, that tower where they're yeah. all like flapping. And yeah, they're like, yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see this one done on stage, uh, yeah. like, on screen. And I was like, okay, we know that's not going to happen, but like to be honest with you, like they didn't do anything that made the Lion King fun. Right, it was one hundred percent Nat Geo. Yeah. With music. But, like, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Hakuna Matata, I thought, was alright. Hakuna Matata um, was... Well, also because that song has so many interludes in the midst where there's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. And, like, the dancing in that isn't as insane as, like, well, dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, the, the what the animals are doing with their bodies isn't, like, What really helped them for that was that dynamic. they had a bipedal... They had a couple uh, bipedal animals... So oh, yeah, it sure. led to a little bit more like I mean Timon Timon is a lot more Timon's body moves better and it's more theatrical than like Pumbaa yes. but I mean even yes. then let's be real Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen gave pretty good performances I here. thought Billy Eichner knocked it out of the park Oh Billy Eichner definitely like I, yeah. I despite how I feel about Billy Eichner as a person yeah professional garbage he gave an amazing performance here, yeah, he, and I he think that really nice it 100% stole the show, but I don't think it was enough. I agree. I didn't hate this movie. That's the, I, I do want to keep saying I didn't hate this movie, but I do think that more was needed. I really um, that. I feel bad for saying this, 
right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to preface this by saying Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter is one of the most important people in my life. And she has done more for me than <laughs> a lot of my own family members. Mm-hmm. Without her, I don't know where I would be. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank her eternally. But. We didn't need that scene where everyone's all, Nala's like, we gotta leave. And everyone's like, well, no. And she's like, but we need to. And they're like, well, no. And then she's trying to like Legend of Zelda sneak out and Scar's walking around. And yeah, I mean, that scene, I, I remember watching in the theater and being like, I don't feel any tension here. There wasn't. You know, you, you want me to tell you why? I didn't you... care about any of these fucking characters. Well, you want me to tell you also why? Because you know she gets to the water. Yeah, that's hole. also yeah. Because you're at that point you've watched a shot for shot remake essentially. So you know where she goes. You, yeah, exactly. It's, it's not insane. like it's not like Zazu the, flies over to. It's not like Zazu sees Simba. Right. And it's like you have to save Nala. All the shit they added was just like little extensions that didn't. The fucking giraffe shit. That, like, the dung beetles rolling around as the oh, yeah. leaf that Simba... That is... It's, like, literally, they extended this montage that is, like, kind of as perfect as it needs to be in the original. Mm-hmm. And they extended it to have, like, a giraffe-y a giraffe leaves poop. Yeah. A dung beetle roll around the poop. <laughs> fail at rolling around the poop. Crack it and open. And then the leaf undigested flowing back over to Rafiki. Yeah. The circle of life. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. I mostly there were a couple of little things that I did like that they added um I thought making Shenzi more of like a a a leader amongst the like a scary villain as a leader amongst the uh, hyenas. I thought that was cool. Yes, but I you want me to tell that. you what didn't help? Was that the hyenas didn't have this respect for Scar that they did in the animated. So, like, the thing no. about Scar in the animated film was... Remember, he brings that zebra leg to the hyenas. Like, he feeds right. them before he takes them. Right. Like, there's already an alliance there. In this movie, it's like... Your brother just kicked the shit out of all of us. And you're walking around and we're like... Ugh. Yeah. You know? And then, like... Because Chet... Chetua Ajia Four, Chetua Ajia Four can't sing. Be prepared, sucked. Be prepared, sucked. Because it was it also, was really... visually it was Scar just hot like like climbing rocks. Yeah, and then like here's not that the... I expected the whole Nazi symbolism, but no. But here's the thing about that: the thing that made Be Prepared so powerful was one, Jeremy Iron singing it, and B that Nazi symbolism where we have these marching hyenas under that yeah. green like. It didn't have to be complete Nazi symbolism, but if we would have had Scar on top of Pride Rock and, like, the hyena still coming into the Pride Lands, kind of like, yeah. even if we would have saw it from a distance, where, like, this, it's like a storm, you could have easily done this. A storm cloud coming in, hyenas coming down in the distance, that's 100% enough visual storytelling to know some bad shit's about to happen. And it can 100% move away from, like, the whole Nazi connotation of it. But still, at the end of the day, that still kind of made the dynamic weak. Because the thing that makes the hyenas attacking Scar at the end of the animated one so powerful is that they once had all this respect for him. Mm -hmm. And now they kind of revert back to, well, we're we're just scavengers. Where while here, it just seems like they were mercenaries for hire... Yeah, it did see like at one point Scar referred to them as his army. Yeah, they were mercenaries for hire, and of course, when a new king comes in, of course you're going to get turned on. You know, like there's no surprise there anymore. 
I, I will say, I actually, um, I did like Chiwetel Ejiofor, besides the singing, I did like Chiwetel Ejiofor as um, Scar. I thought it, I thought it did a nice job kind of hitting the more grounded, because like, look, Jer- this movie did make me realize how fucking like operatic and theatrical the original Lion King is. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with Scar and Jeremy Irons matches that. And Chiwetel Ejiofor, I thought, did a good job of kind of trying to match what this movie could have been. Maybe kind of like what The Jungle Book does. Because he it's a very similar performance to what Idris Elba does with Shere Khan. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I liked that. Um, I think he's the only one who is in sync with that. But, you know. Yeah. Well, James Earl Jones came in and did the James Earl Jones thing. Um, yeah, but here's something the, was off about here's the thing. Well, because James Earl Jones at this point is like ninety. That's true, but they like, definitely rolled him in from the home. That's true, but also, um, I don't know. I, Mufasa didn't have the same presence. Well, here's the probably thing. because he was just a fucking lion. It was a because he was a fucking lion, and b. <laughs> The thing that m- gives Mufasa 100% more presence in this film is the juxtaposition to Scar in the animated film. True. So Mufasa's color palette is so different and more in line with everyone there while Scar's is so uh, abject. He's like maroon almost. He's maroon yeah. with like a black mane while like Mufasa's orange with like yeah. that really bright brown frame and like every all these other lines and stuff are that color yeah. and also whenever Mufasa's on screen in the animated one there's a little bit more of a sunny hue to him while Scar is a little right. bit more darker there's always that abject and also James Earl Jones's voice adds to that but a thing that makes it so much more powerful is that you kind of you kind of get like this tonal shift yeah. like in this movie Mufasa's eaten and Scar hasn't yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I was thinking that. Like, like Scar looked like like a homeless person. Exactly, and that's the thing, and that's <laughs> the thing that also lion. bothers it, that bothers me, is because in the original, Scar doesn't look homeless. No. He's just a different color. Like, here's the thing, yeah. Scar still lives in the kingdom. Yeah. He is still a lion. Like, he just looked like he didn't, like, he hasn't, like, bathed. In this movie, they made him, like, in line with the hyenas, where it's like, oh, I can't eat because you are king, but we're brothers. It's like, no, you're still a lion. You can yeah. still murder a zebra. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, what a weird character design. Now that you, th- now that you brought it up, like no, Scar. <laughs> Scar is beautiful in the other one, he and is. like he is. a piece of what's supposed to make it more appealing is that there's also like that biblical connotation of like the beauty of Lucifer, right. where like he's supposed to be just as beautiful and combatant with the main deity, God or yeah. Mufasa here. Yet there's supposed to be she extreme differences that not supposed to entice you to him but to be honest with you scar is supposed to have a better design than mufasa because you're supposed to want to look at him right because let's sense. be real scar has a scar that's supposed to make him ugly but at the end of the day his his palette is a little bit more appealing to the eye a little bit more interesting in a world where everything is this bright color this yeah. dark color is so appealing it's supposed to also be like it makes sense why people are kind of cool with him kind of running yeah. the show well, here his, his it's darkness almost, is bright almost yeah right exactly right. but yeah. put it this way if a homeless person came in and sat in the oh, i can't talk about now with politics because let's be real if a homeless person came in and sat there we'd probably be like cool but let's be real if a right, bum right. came in and was like i run your country people would be like no right and it's like scar and like a bunch of bum it's like a homeless guy and a bunch of other bums are like we run your country and everyone's like okay yeah because also when you think about it all the lions at that point 
have been fighting hyenas. It wasn't Mufasa that went to fight the hyenas. Like, because that's the thing. The reason why also the hyena takeover makes sense in Pride Rock in the original is because Mufasa the king is the one who goes over, leads the charge to fight the hyenas. Because he's yeah. the only male in the Pride. But in this one, it's all the women going to fight. So if all the women were the ones going to fight, shouldn't they have been able to fight them off? But I think that's actually... I mean, the women going to fight for lions, I think that's actually more Well, they go to hunt. Accurate. They go to hunt. Okay, um, the only ma- males fight, the females hunt. Because okay. whenever another male comes into a Pride, ma- the other the head dude in charge like rips them apart oh, fair that's also the reason why male baby lions get shucked off when they get a little old oh. by the mothers because the fathers eat them oh wow as a it's a dominance thing fair it's enough. like this is my kingdom um well not very progressive it's also great that simba still bones his half sister which i think is great <laughs> like some good old incest um one other thing i want to talk about the so I love Beyonce's new song, um, Spirit. Yeah. It's wonderful. The video is wonderful. Uh, moving uh, parts visuals. You know what is uh, not wonderful, though? <laughs> when it gets shoehorned into this movie is not a musical number and is played in a scene where Beyonce also has dialogue. Yeah. I That didn't make any, like rhythmic sense to me oh you want me to tell you what happened i've cracked the code i know what happened they sent beyonce the original version as a courtesy as they do with actors and she sent back this version where she was like i have a song oh oh yeah i found the well because that's how she gets an oscar i found the perfect place to put it and also gaga just got an oscar for a star is born yeah and you know what i don't like not having as many awards as other people. Right. Because let's be real. Beyonce's like, John Legend also just got his EGOT. I'm kind of slacking. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been doing things for Netflix. So I need an Oscar. She was nominated for a couple of Emmys last week, wasn't she? For Homecoming? Yeah, she yeah. was. And let me tell you something. She's going to win it. Yeah, and let me tell you what gonna else she's going to do. She's going to write some Oscar. songs from Broadway and get a Tony. Girl's going to EGOT. Beyonce's gonna get an EGOT in the next 10 years. Five. Make it two. I'm challenging you. (laughs) No, but yeah, so I think that that's what happened. Like, I was laughing about it with Drew when we were leaving the theater, because all I kept thinking about was, like, I don't think that there was ever a point in time when Jon Favreau was doing this movie that he was like, you know what's gonna go great here? Spirit by Beyonce. But, like... I, I really wish it had been, like, integrated a little bit into the... Like, make it a musical number. You know what I... I, That's the thing. You know what would have been really exciting? Is if it was a musical number that led into the fight with Scar. Or, or, yeah. Or even Nala, like... Trying to talk to Simba to come. Because the song is about your destiny unfolding and watching the heavens open up as you, like, accept your purpose in this world. Again, big... Great song. Ugh. First of all, the gift as an album <laughs> has realigned my life. <laughs> I, have, I I was it came out on Friday and I was I was traveling and I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going oh, to this week. Sit down and listen to it, and then yeah. you're gonna see what the gift actually is. Okay, because you're gonna be like, oh, this. Because what happened this is, is gift. it has not this. The album has nothing to do with the movie. No, yeah, like zero percent. Well, it was like, like Beyonce like saw a soundtrack album. and was like, cute. Well, the thing about the Black Panther album is that some of the songs are in the movie. 
Oh, fair enough. Yeah. With Which this. Which is harder to do. For yes. This. Yeah. No, with this, Beyonce was like, I'm going to get a bunch of my friends together. We're going to make an album. She and Kendrick have a song, right? Her and Kendrick have a song. She has a song with Childish Gambino on oh. She's got a song with Jay-Z there. She's got like Tierra Wax. She has like a bunch of Afrobeats artists because she wanted to, she pretty much wanted to make an African inspired album and this was the chance. Okay, great. So, okay, okay. But Tomorrow. between every song is an interlude from the movie. Oh. Like lines from the film are between every song. Oh, Stars Born soundtrack did that yeah but the song yeah. more soundtrack was for the film like yeah, all the enough. movies all, are like the, almost all those it's songs the whole film yeah this was like beyonce was like this is a beyonce track with a line from the movie <laughs> so that it still ties in for that oscar okay so this oscar is happening oh yeah yeah if if the academy is stupid enough to not give beyonce an oscar i think she will not allow us all to continue to enjoy her. And I would hate mm-hmm. that. I would have to quit film but if Josh, she doesn't get an Oscar. But Josh, do you think that there will be an original song for the adaptation of Cats that will go up against Beyonce's If spirit? Taylor Swift... <laughs> if Taylor Swift... <laughs> and Jason Derulo! Fucking Oscar... If Taylor Swift and Jason Derulo get a fucking Oscar before, before Beyonce, Beyonce, I will kill myself. I will kill myself <laughs> live on screen. <laughs> no. I don't think I I mean I refuse. I hope I, hope I, I I refuse to live in a world where that's okay. Green Book won last year, Josh. We don't know. It could be one of those it could be one of those Oscar seasons. Okay, but Olivia Coleman still got best actress. She did. She did. There's hope. There is hope. Shallow one. There is hope. They know what the kids want. Okay, no, no, let's be real. The Academy is going to give it to Beyonce because they're like, wait a minute, Beyonce's coming to the Oscars? Oh, yeah. Oh, she'll sing. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. Like, the cast cast thing is not going to happen. Imagine Beyonce doing a live performance of Spirit at the Oscars. She's gonna. Okay, no, 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 no. no. (laughs) But imagine how beautiful it's going to be now that she's not pregnant. Oh, true. Yeah. Well, I liked her pregnant performances. Oh my god. I think I'm gonna cry. Remember that first reveal? Oh my god, for Love on Top? Yeah, that was like, I mean, that, yeah. Okay, no, stop it, because you're gonna make me cry right now, because like, her mind... Back to how shitty Lion King is. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Here's the one thing I do want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Going back to the Beyonce line. I saw a meme the other day that was like, you know, Beyonce is so confusing. When she yelled, Lion's Attack, I almost punched the lady next to me. That, yeah. (laughs) That was something. Here's the thing. I didn't know Nala was from Houston. <laughs> and now that I do know, the original one makes so much more sense. <laughs> Nala was from Houston. Like, she was from Houston. Uh, like, when she said, where you going? I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa. This girl is from Houston. But I do want to talk about the horror. Okay. Not the horrible. Horror. The Uh-oh. horrible thing that really set this movie apart was because, because Beyonce was doing... <clears throat> homecoming the carters and working on oh, what was the, there was a third project there's a tertiary project that she's dropped within this year that all tie in together I can't remember. homecoming the carter oh and uh per, and practicing for Beachella and oh, right. donald glover was doing guava island and a couple of other things atlanta. atlanta and things like that they didn't ever get the chance to 
record their songs together in studio like bradley cooper and lady gaga had the chance to do yeah and because they didn't do that uh do you uh the i fucked my sister song yeah it, it fell really flat the reason why it fell really flat was because <laughs> also you could tell that there's an age difference between these people beyonce has such like this like strong oh yeah grandiose I don't want to say older voice, but like when she was younger, her voice was very youthful. Right now, it's a very mature singing voice. Yeah. While Donald Glover is still learning boyish. his singing, his singer voice, and it's very boyish, it's very, boyish. very young adult. Like it felt like, which works for Simba, honestly. Like I mean, like somebody called the zoo because a cougar's on the loose because <laughs> Nala's way older than Simba here. <laughs> and when they were singing the harmony, like Beyonce had to be the lower register, and that's not yeah. where she's at her strongest. Don't get it wrong; it is gorgeous, but there, yeah, her relegating to that for most of a song isn't great and that's the reason why i think like that harmony fell flat yeah and also it just their lines also felt weird is because like you know beyonce's voice mm-hmm. so like you know it's beyonce and again she has more of a it's mature the, voice than yeah. him so like it's really hard for me to believe that like they are siblings that are the same age that are gonna bone right it was all i mean it was also fell flat because the chemistry between Simba and Nala just like didn't exist. Well, because, also because they again, didn't even get the chance to record in studio together, and that's the problem. Like Timon yeah. and Pumbaa, I believe they recorded in studio together, it sound, it so sound like their that. lines got to bounce off each other really well. And yeah. even the kids that were playing Simba and Nala got to record in studio together. It sounded like, like that too. Beyonce and Donald Glover really were the only two that were not on set that much. Makes sense. And that sucks because they're the two that are supposed to hold... They're supposed to hold the whole act two on. Yeah, pretty much. And I think that, like, it really didn't benefit anyone. And I think the days that Donald Glover was able to come in were the Seth Rogen, Billy Eichner days. Yeah, he he was better in those scenes. I do believe Beyonce was in studio with Alfred Woodard and I think she was there with uh, Chetua Ajiofor as well because like her lines with the ending people didn't sound like insert line here insert line here they sounded more banter and like to be honest with you that's also a problem with like remaking a CGI heavy film where people can't really be on set together things like lines and things get a little choppy I mean we kind of see the issue with like some of the MCU films where like the bigger (laughs) movies where like Someone has to deliver a line on a close-up shot because they weren't in the room with anyone. I mean, the same problem happened with, like, the Hobbit movies with, like, uh, Sir Ian McGregor not being able to be on set with everyone because he wasn't that healthy. And, like, you kind of see his lines get a little choppy and things like that. So, like, we see what the problem is with that, yet we continue to do it, which I don't think is great and it doesn't help anyone. And also a movie where, like, we're dependent on these people to come into a studio and speak into a microphone Mm -hmm. and hope that it works. We should really try to get them all together. Because let me tell you something. I'm pretty sure at the Lion King table read, there was only, like, six people there and a bunch of sandwiches. (laughs) Probably, because we want to we want to cast all these A list stars to get people to come, but we forget that these A list stars have fucking schedules. Yeah, you know, that's the reason that why actually like, makes a lot of sense. That's the reason why some of these other movies, like movies like this, work when you get like a bunch of like B and C list people who have great voice and actual voice actors, because their job is to voice act. So not only do they do this automatically, but be, they're okay with like setting this much. They have the the chance to set this much time aside 
for this exact thing. Which makes me, which like kind of like I, the movie that immediately comes to mind for me is Inside Out, which yes. is a, a cast of mostly like people who used to have NBC comedies. Exactly. So, so yeah, no, that makes total sense. I mean, the, you can feel, I mean, maybe, maybe they're just that good if they weren't in the same room, but you can feel. I think they were in the same Amy room a lot for Inside Out. Phyllis Smith in the same room. You know what movie sure. comes to mind also that worked very well in this vein? Uh-huh. That animated movie Rio. I never saw either of those. So the reason why that movie worked very well is because the way that the director did it was they rented out a set and everything that happened in the movie, they had the actual human actors acted out on a green screen so that they can get their lines in the exact moment. Oh, okay. You get what I mean? So like there's a... Before they animated it? No. So they animated it already. They created the instances on a set... For people to go through. I see. So that you get the same. Like, there's, like, this one thing where, like, I think one of the birds comes out of a bar and then someone, like, gets shot out of a window or something after, like, a bar fight. Is this and, a PG movie? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, like, I think they had a guy, like, with a cushion, like, it catapulted him out and he landed on a mat. But yeah. they had him screaming into a mic as he was landing for the audio alone. And they just took that audio and put it on the animation. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, you can't really do that here. I don't expect Beyonce and Donald Glover to be crawling around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which also, if, I'd if, pay if money. So, I would, if so, behind the scenes shots, please. I would pay money to see Beyonce and Donald Glover crawling around like at each wrestling. other. wrestling. Yeah. But oh like, God. things like that work with movies like this. And I think that like, I, we have to stop casting super A-list talent if they can't be there and i'm this isn't like a beyonce fault or anything like that because let's be real beyonce in the last two years has given us consistency Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like it it's a it's to the detriment of the film and it's a studio problem and again we've seen so many studio problems as of late especially with the mcu currently with these all these a-list talents and things like that i mean tom what tom holland has famously said that like in those movies he doesn't know who he's fighting because they can't they don't tell him and it's cgi like he thought the tony stark funeral was a wedding yeah everyone did how the fuck are you supposed to act if you don't know what the what the script says? Well, they well at least for the MCU they they mail they hand you your script they hand you your for lines. The, they hand you your lines on the day you're there. And again, that's insane. it's again we talked about this during the Endgame episode. Yeah. It's heart wrenching to think about this as a film, and this isn't exactly that. I mean, let's be real. You know, the Lion King script, but like, it would have been I would have been okay with like waiting a couple months and getting a more animated product and people being able to be in the same room. Yeah. Because, like, doing this at the same time that Beyonce is preparing for Coachella after just having a baby and dropping an album where she's shooting music videos in the Louvre, I don't think she wants to come in for these eight Nala lines. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay. That makes sense. (sighs) Yes. Huffs? Um, That was my final... Those were my final thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else. I, I just, other than that, I really did, I really hated this, pretty much the entire thing, besides a couple little facets of it. Okay. Yeah. Huffs for the movie? Yeah. Two. Huffs for Beyonce, The <laughs> Gift. <laughs> the Lion King, The Gift. The album? Five. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to listen to it tomorrow now, now that you bring it up. Bring um, it up. You're going to cry. Probably. Especially during Brown Skin Girl, you were going to cry. Also, Blue Ivy's going to get a Grammy for that because she's singing on it. Aww. And she has perfect pitch. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it's going to be a one half. Okay. Yeah. That's the lowest I've ever gone. 
Yes. I think so. We haven't given anything a zero. There's been a couple of things that I, like, wanted us to do, and then... And I feel like we've given something half a huff. I can't remember what it would have been. Let's look back. But, um... There's been a couple other movies that I hated this summer, too. Godzilla, I really, really hated. Dark, oh. Dark Phoenix, I don't like either. But, um... Yeah, I think this is another another massive disappointment from summer 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. it's my recommendation. What week? is your recommendation? Okay, guys. Bear with me. I don't know if I've recommended this already, and if I haven't, I'm stupid, and I'm pretty sure I haven't. <laughs> but my recommendation is for all the Huluites, it is Fatal Attraction. Glenn Close. Um, with Glenn Co- Close, Michael Douglas. I just forget he's in that. Uh, he's like the main man. Oh, I know. There's a tertiary well, lady, Annie really Archer, funny. who I forget that she's in this all the time, but she's so good. She looks so youthful there. And it's directed by Adrian Lyne. If you've never seen Fatal Attraction, go see it. Um, Speaking of it's movies. On Hulu, right? It's on Hulu. Speaking of movies... Beyonce, the movie Beyonce was with Idris Elba, Obsessed, is a remake of Fatal Attraction. Oh, is it really? With Ali Larder. I didn't know that. It's a it's a heavy recre- it's a heavy recreation, not one hundred percent a so remake. It's, yeah, because it's okay. but it's a heavy recreation. I, I mean, like it looked like that, but like does does Ali Larder cook a bunny? Ali Larder doesn't cook a bunny, but I think she kills a cat. Okay. Okay. That's I could yeah I can fuck with that. So anyway, this episode... I, I do love Fatal Attraction. This episode was Beyonce the episode. It essentially was Beyonce the episode. Yes! <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. And with that, I'm going to take us into our social media. Yes, do 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 that. If you want to follow me on Instagram and see everything that I've got cooking up these next couple months, it's at ograte underscore it's Josh. And on Twitter, what have I been up to on Twitter? I don't know. I haven't had a fun for a couple days. I've been sending porn stars really affirming tweets. All right. <laughs> As per usual, <laughs> where I tell them that they matter. That and sounds that, right on brand. That they're important to the grander scheme of things in art. So <laughs> if you want to see that happen in real time, my Twitter is at jrannosaurus, at J-A-Y-R-A-N-O-S-A-U-R-U-S. Cool. Oh, and if you want to follow us on everything, <laughs> um, you can email us at poppersandpopcorn at gmail.com, one word straight through. And... If you are really inclined, you can follow us on Instagram at Poppers and Popcorn. Thanks. I think that's yeah. Um, on Instagram, I am Seattle three eighteen. Um, I've been really, I've been like more active on my stories lately. I don't know. You have um, been. I, it's summer. Summer just like makes me so much more of a person. Yeah. Um, I've been less active on my stories. I'm ups- I mean, I just I love the summer. Anyway, um, Twitter. I am Doctor Underscore Doherty. D R Underscore D O U G H E R T Y. It's a lot of me musing about film and TV and stuff. It's fun. Um, otherwise, next week we're gonna do. Very excited for next week. Um, we're gonna do Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino. Yes, and you guys, I'm a Tarantino fanboy, and also He's this movie was this movie was also on one of my news items, one of the earliest episodes we did. Yeah, I think so. With Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate. Yeah, they added <laughs> they added more screen time for her after all he know. did, which I'm excited about. I don't. I mean, okay, I don't love that headlines made him do that, but. More Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate? Fuck yeah. I'm so down. Give me it. I can't wait to see it. When are you seeing it? I'm going to go see it. I'm off Friday, so I'm going to go see it Friday. Oh, nice. I'm seeing it Thursday night. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going to go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go Friday afternoon. Do it. 
If I don't see it Friday, I'll see it Sunday. Awesome, awesome. Otherwise, we will... See you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye-bye. All right, guys, bye. Please don't die.